It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Women's Football Success. Today's episode is 1907. Episode 1907. So if this is your first time here, I want to welcome you. My name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. I'm your host of Women's Football Success. Really quick, a disclaimer. My name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. Not only am I co-owner of the Dallas Elite Women's Football Team and Director of Team Development for the Women's Football Alliance, I am also an attorney, but I am not your attorney. I'm licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas, and any of the print or digital material that I create here on the blog, on the website, any of my websites, um, any of the books, ebooks, etc., that is all business information. None of it is put out there as legal advice. So the information that you receive from me does not create a attorney or an attorney client relationship. If you have an issue that you need to talk to somebody about, make sure you talk to an attorney that's experienced in that area of law that is also licensed in the jurisdiction where you need the help. With that being said, I'm super excited about today's episode. <clears throat> so if you haven't been here before, real quick, my name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington, and I currently am co-owner of the Dallas Elite Women's Football Team last year and this year and going forward. Um, I was originally owner of the Lone Star Mustangs, and then the Lone Star Mustangs expanded. We had three women's football teams, the Tulsa Eagles and the Little Rock Wildcats. The Tulsa Eagles have now become the Tulsa Threat. Shout out to them. And the Little Rock Wildcats um, changed hands a couple times and are now the Arkansas Wildcats. And they are vying for, um, I believe it's Division Three last year and Division Three this year. So um, we'll see what happens with everybody this year. Real quick, we are getting ready for 2019 season. This is the 10th season in the Women's Football Alliance. Super excited about that and uh, glad to be back in women's football. Today is going to be all about fundraising. Okay, so I'm going to list out as many fundraiser ideas as I can in the next 40, 45 minutes. I got my trusty Diet Pepsi here. My voice is almost back to normal, but I still kind of sound like a drowning Man, I guess. I don't know. But instead of a one liter Diet Pepsi, I got a two liter sitting here with me so that I can make sure I can get done with this. Got, got to get done with it fast because my grandson's coming over to talk to his Mimi. So once that happens, all this stops. So real quick, um, I'm also going to give a little description when I name the fundraiser. Um... You guys don't have to use these fundraisers the exact way that I'm pitching them or talking to them, talking about them. Um, you can, you know, kind of think how these fundraisers meld well or mesh well with your women's football team. And what I always tell people is you might do a, you might lean towards different fundraising opportunities if, say, for example, your team is mostly older players. Uh, no family, no friends, um, no children is what I'm really trying to get at. 
you know, if you're going and you're doing, you can do a lot of restaurants and bars and clubs and party type stuff, or are you going towards things that are more family friendly? Um, do you have a lot of people with, with lots of kids? You might want to do more Sunday afternoon par parties or get togethers as opposed to Friday or Saturday night. So, um, wow. Can it, can everybody believe that we only have about 40, 45 days, 44, 45 days until the first game of the women's football alliance 10th season. Crazy. Okay. So I'm going to provide kind of that, that description so that you guys can brainstorm and see how these fundraisers might be able to work well for you. Um, so whew, we have over 70 teams throughout the United States in the women's football Alliance 10th season. The league is the largest and most successful league in the world. The Women's Football Alliance continues to grow and expand its influence while really trying to embrace new teams. So in 2019, the Women's Football Alliance, we've implemented many programs that are helping the teams. Rather than push teams away or criticize them for not doing things correctly, we've embraced women's football teams and are helping them to build and grow forward. Uh, we want to make sure that these teams have a great foundation. We lock in that foundation in the first, you know, one, two, three years, really create a solid foundation for the team. And then we will work on growing and expanding to additional things. So all of the women's football teams that are listening to this are probably in different phases of their women's football lives. So some teams have been around. We have some teams here that have been around 19, 20 years. And we have some teams that have been around 19 or 20 weeks, right? So there's a, a lot of things to to deal with and sort out with, with that because we have teams that really know what they're doing and, and kind of have a, a system down for how to do things. They know what months they're going to do what. They know when they're going to do tryouts. They know when they're going to do... So what we've tried to do is implement or share with you guys um, a calendar of things, but also different things to make you successful. So with only about 44, 45 days left until our first game in the Women's Football Alliance, I want to share with you some additional fundraising opportunities. Um, for women's football, much of our revenue comes from team fundraising. So whether you're in California or Maine or Florida or Seattle, uh, a lot of us are having to do some sort of fundraising to increase our revenue to cover practice field expenses, travel expenses, extra equipment, practice equipment, etc. So I really want to do a shout out to the women's football teams because being in women's football is not easy. Right. It's not an easy task. And we have a lot of different things going on. Not only are we um, doing fundraising, but we're also doing promotions and merchandise and tryouts and getting player uniforms and all this stuff. So there's we have a lot of things going on at the same time. So I'm going to devote this time to fundraising. Now, there's been two or three past episodes in 2018 that I focused on fundraising and my top my top 10 fundraisers or my top 20 fundraisers. This one right here, I'm just going to try and name off as many fundraisers and give you the descriptions that so that you guys can have a wealth of information to choose from. Okay. So real quick, let's get started. So what about putting on an obstacle course? So you find a, a place, you you organize a race that includes obstacles like Rope walls, climbing walls, walking on beams, bag races, running through sprinklers, pools of soapy water, etc. And you can you can run this in a few different ways. You can require a minimum raise for each team, like like four girls or five people or whatever it is. You can do mixed guys and girls, um, or you can charge individually. So each individual person pays a certain amount. If you want to raise even more, you can allow your supporters to do the obstacle course as many times as they want. So if they want to go through the obstacle four times, then 
they pay the $25 all four times. Or you can give them a $50 weekend and they can do it Friday and Saturday as many times as they want. The key to this is having a large open area that will allow you to do this. So think about that. Okay, let's talk about community service. So um, you could raise money by offering the skills and services of your players to the highest bidder. So, you know, whether it's lawn mowing, running errands, babysitting, pet sitting, you can auction off or have people bid for your female football players to help them. Now, if if this you could, another version of this could be um, having people sponsor your female football players to do things in the community. So they pay a certain amount, fifty, hundred dollars, whatever, to then tell a player to go help the animal shelter for a day, something like that. So your team would get the fifty or hundred dollars, and your player would go help the animal shelter. Next up, let's talk about a the voice competition. Now, of course, you know, copyright and everything. We're not talking about a real voice competition, but what if you uh, were able to get participants to sign up and compete for an award? You could recruit a couple judges and have them judge the c contestants. You know, you want to make it fun and lighthearted. I mean, you want to get some good competition, but you also um, don't want it to be, you know, super crazy strict. So you want to have a, a lighthearted competition, but you also want to make sure that it's a professional, legit competition. You can fundraise by charging a small admission to all the spectators at the event. And to raise additional funds, you could then sell drinks and snacks and concessions. Here's another one. So I have over I have over 200 fundraisers here on my list, but I'm going to try to get it through as many as possible. <coughs> so what about a guided hike? So, you know, in your area, you might not be able to hike. Here in Arkansas, we have hiking, you know, maybe in, you know, Denver, they could do this, different areas. You know, in Arizona, you might be able to do a desert hike something like that. In Florida, you might want to do a beach, you know, beach run or something like that. But the idea behind a guided hike is uh, to bring some extra money to the organization while promoting a healthy lifestyle. So you could do a guided hike through nature and you meet people at a certain point at whatever parking lot or wherever you're going to drop your cars and the people join for a fee. So let's say $10, $5, whatever it is. And you could do this uh, through the mountains, on a river, next to a lake, around a national park, however you want to do this. You could even hire an expert if you want to do like a really guided tour that explains like the environment and stuff like that. Now, a, a kind of a play on this that I like a couple teams are doing, it's not a guided hike, but it's actually a... Um, a training so people can come to your women's football practice not necessarily be on the team but they pay five dollars per time they come and they get a different workout than they would ever get at a planet fitness or um, another basic gym environment they're going to get a di a different women's football um, workout so teams are doing that right now having kind of a guided workout Okay, let's talk about custom water bottles. So these are really easy to do. Um, there's several companies out there that have water bottles that you can create and customize for your football team. Um, you can find a wholesaler and allow them to customize the bottles and then start selling them. Now, the issue with this, you need to find, well, depending on how, how it works, but some of these customizers require a minimum of like 500 bottles and it's very hard and then they want to charge you maybe maybe a dollar 50 per bottle sometimes it's hard to to put in 700 bucks uh, towards custom water bottles when you need you know some of that money to go towards other things so my my suggestion would be to find a company 
or an organization that will allow you to buy 100 or 50. Um, the issue with that is they, pro they usually then up the price and then you don't make as much money. But if you could start with 100 bottles that should cost you two bucks, um, then you're only, you know, putting in $200. So you're not dedicating that other 500 bucks um, to, to just water bottles. Okay, <clears throat> next up, let's talk about a 10,000 step challenge. So this is kind of another play on the guided workout or physical fitness. Um, I also talk at the talk about it as the biggest loser competition because everybody, well, most people remember Biggest Loser. It's probably been off for like seven years now. This is a great way if your team is really into physical fitness and they're they're willing to promote physical fitness and they want to stick with that brand. It doesn't have to be. 10,000 steps, it can be uh, 30 workouts in 30 days, or it can be um, 100 push-ups a day or whatever it is. But the idea is <clears throat> to set a goal or set a an amount that requires the participants to walk 10,000 steps or um, lose 40 pounds or whatever it is. Um, so have your supporters accept pledges this is one way to do it. They go out into their friends and family and say, hey, will you support me in my quest to walk 10,000 steps every day for the next 30 days? And they pledge, I, you know, for every, you know, every day that you do it, we'll do 10 bucks. So if they get 30, 30 days worth, that's 300 bucks for that person. Um, you can also do this a different way where, the person in the community, you pitch this out to the community and say, we're having this weight loss competition or this 10,000 step competition. And the person participating pays $50 to be part of this group. They pledge to walk 10,000 steps for 30 days. And you have to have some accountability. You have to have some way to record their steps, right? The trick with this is, is, you know, some people will try to lie, cheat, and steal, um, and they'll have their dog running around the yard counting their steps. So there has to be some sort of accountability that you put in on this, right, that you can monitor steps. They become a group. Um, but if they pay the $50 then and you have, you know, 40, 50 participants, you can raise some money. You could get, You could give the first prize winner a $200 grand prize and then uh, you could have first second third place and then the rest of the money goes towards your team for doing that now you could have something set up to where they have to come and do the 10,000 steps at a location or you guys have to witness so many steps per day or whatever however you want to do that so our next one <clears throat> what about hosting a healthy eating class so this is this is a unique uh, fundraising idea. It's kind of up and coming, but everyone, you know, if, again, pitching your healthy lifestyle for your women's football team. You know, there's a lot of people out there in the community that wish that they could eat a little bit more healthy. Now you could consider doing this in several different ways. I mean, obviously we're ending February, going into March, people are starting to lose their, uh, their New Year's resolutions. So you could kind of do a kickstart or jumpstart or revamp your New Year's resolution, keep going. Um, but really all you have to do is charge an entry free fee, spread the word on social media, um, you could even do physical advertisements like fundraising, like flyers and stuff. I don't agree with that anymore. And I'll tell you, the I've shifted away from the physical flyers, but that's fine. If you wanted to do that, that's, that's okay. But you could organize something shorter, like an hour and a half uh, session, or you could do an entire day healthy, healthy eating classes. Now, th this can be done in a couple ways. You could hire somebody to come in and show people how to cook healthy, right? 
Or if you have somebody on your football team that does this already, you could have them kind of host the host this thing. Hold on just a second. All's coming in. Um, so you could have a player host it and then maybe even take off some of her player fee for hosting the, the class. You could have a group of players that host the, the class together and it can really become like an annual thing. You can do it where you're just showing them how to eat healthy or you can actually be prepping the food right there. So a lot of communities actually have like uh, kitchens that you can rent out. Um, I know in our community, we have a kitchen that we can rent out and we can actually have people come and uh, a lot of people use it around Christmas time for baking cookies, having like a, a cookie party. Each person bakes five dozen cookies and then everybody switches cookies. So lots of ideas there. Okay, let's talk about another one. So let's talk about fundraising bracelets. Uh, there was one uh, when my husband was, or sorry, my son was in high school and it, they did one for breast cancer awareness and the, the bracelet said, I love boobies. And I think the bracelets were two bucks. I think they paid like 30 cents a bracelet or something. So they made money. Now, the issue with this, again, is quantity and how much money are you raising? If you're raising 70 cents or $1.70 every time you sell one of these, um, it might not be the most uh, bang for your buck or gaining the most financial uh, money for your time. But if you, you know, if you're able to get a hold of two or 300 bracelets and you can have each player sell five bracelets or something, um, you might be able to get rid of these really fast and make your, you know, I don't know, 500 bracelets. If you did 500 bracelets, you'd make about 700 bucks. So, I mean, if you could get rid of them in a week, you know, that's that's probably a good deal. Now, if it takes you, you know, three months or you have you have 100 bracelets sitting back in the back, um, it's probably not a fundraiser that you want to do. So really just think about, uh, your environment, think about your number of players, think about all your other fundraisers. You really want to make sure that with these fundraisers, people aren't getting burnt out on fundraising. So I like to implement a combination of fundraisers and I like to implement a lot that people don't even feel like it's a fundraiser. So that kind of thing. So let's get on to another idea. So let's talk about stuff. We call it stuff for bucks. And it's books for books, it's shoe drive, it's clothing drive, whatever. So you can do this in a couple different ways. I use this as a community service. Uh, no, don't make money at it. Um, but there, you could actually turn it into like a yard sale. So even if you just focus on your women's football team, if you have 40 football players, 30 football players, um, everyone has stuff lying around their house. Your, your community can use these things. So you could do books for bucks, shoe drive, clothing drive, um, used sporting equipment. Um, usually there's not a lot of that because all the players are trying to hold on to all the equipment they have and all the, you know, gloves and cleats and stuff. But a shoe drive or a clothing drive, the way we organize this is we have players and they reach out to their family and friends um, if they have any clothes that they no longer wear, um, it can be used or brand new. I, I have a, a lot of girls that bring stuff that still has the tags on it. Um, but we typically will then set this up to go to a community um, closet, whether it's for interviews, whether it's for battered women's shelter, whether it's for the homeless. We, we typically do that now. With that being said, you could set this up to be a yard sale and have all of your players and their parents, moms, dads, uncles, whatever relatives, uh, bring stuff to your yard sale and do it in a some sort of a uh, parking lot. Um, if you can get, you know, 15, 20 families worth of crap in a parking lot, I mean, you can make, you know, some money. I know when uh, Lone Star Mustangs did this one year and somebody donated like a, 
it was like a not a motorcycle, but it was like a dirt bike set of dirt bikes. And so, the, you know, we sold them for like a hundred, two hundred dollars. So some of the some people have things in their garage that they just want to get rid of. It still has value, um, elliptical. I mean, furniture. So it still has value, but um, they just want to get rid of it. So if they're willing to donate it to your team, you might be able to make some good money. So let's talk about silent auctions. This is one of my favorites because um, I think it's so fun. I um, My husband is on the board for an organization. And I tell him every year when I go, I'm just so excited to go and do their auctions because I just want to win. I want to I buy stuff and I want to win. Um, so you can set this up in multiple ways. But the idea is you need to acquire some items to raffle off or auction off. <clears throat> I guess it's auction off. You need to acquire some items to auction off, set up some tables. You can do this in a community center. You can do this out on a football field. Um, but common things include gift cards to restaurants, signed memorabilia, um, lessons from a professional, uh, professional house cleaners, professional organizers, gift baskets, all these different things, right? <clears throat> but you can set up some silent auction tables and get people to bid on this stuff. And then you get to keep the money from it. So somebody might donate, I don't know, a $50 gift card to Barnes & Noble, and you're trying to get rid of it. And somebody looks at it as a great deal because the, the bids start at $15 or $5. And so if they can get a gift card for 25 bucks that's worth 50, it's a good deal. Now, sometimes people start haggling back and forth and can really get those prices up there, but then all the money at the end of the evening goes towards the women's football team. Hey, check this one out because I really I think this is a cool idea and I might actually do this. So, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm just trying to get over this cold so bad. What about putting on a classic car show? Okay, I think this would be super easy, okay? So, whether it's members of your club or whatever, People that are on the team could actually put put stuff in here, but um, we're talking about refurbished classic vehicles as a fundraiser. So you get as many classic cars together as you can and line them up in a common space, like a parking lot or field or whatever. You can charge the vehicles to enter if you want, $25 or whatever, or and you could charge admission to the people coming to view the vehicles. You could even have side events like raffles and auctions, like the silent auction we talked about earlier. But the idea is, is that you then give an award uh, for the best whatever car. So there's usually categories and people, you know, people that go to car shows, um, there's usually, um, uh, best refurbished, nicest engine, nicest interior, uh, muscle car, uh, upgraded new vehicle, those kind of things. So you could actually um, get several different vehicles, you know, 50, 100 vehicles if you, if you really worked on this uh, to make some money. Okay, let's talk about the best seat in the house fundraiser. So this is really good for women's football. But all you have to do is you hold a traditional raffle, a dollar a ticket, $2 a ticket. The only difference is the prize is the two best seats at the sporting event. You could also add to it and offer free concessions, like $5 concession stand and two prime ticket seats to the winner. Um, this could be, I mean, this would be a really good deal. You could get, you know, several people putting a dollar or two dollars in this raffle for getting the best seats. Okay. The next one is selling snacks, selling donuts, selling food. So one of the big ones that always comes up is selling donuts because there's uh, Dunkin' Donuts and there's Shipley's and there's the other one. I forget what it is. Everybody does it. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But the idea is, is all of these places will allow you to pick up the food items from the 
member store, the area store, and then you go and sell them, whether it's at a game. Right now, we don't want to do that because we don't want to wait 45 days to start raising funds. But um, you could use this as part of your game day uh, sales. It's hard to sell donuts when you're doing a 7 p.m. game. So I would do this maybe even at that yard sale. If you're going to do a Saturday morning yard sale, selling everybody's clothes and stuff, then you might want to go get, you know, two dozen donuts, three dozen donuts. Um, what what I have an issue here on this fundraiser or what I want people to be sure of, don't go get 14 dozen donuts. Because the money that you would have made, if you sell six dozen, the money you would have made, you still have in wasted donuts. So you went through all that effort and you didn't make any money. So make sure that you uh, are creative. Now there is a team and there's probably several teams, but I know of a, a particular team for sure that does a, a donut sale where they go out and get orders and say, okay, on Saturday at 10 a.m., when you guys come to football practice, we are going to have boxes of donuts. How many do you want to order? So then each player goes out and gets orders from their friends and family, comes back and says, okay, we're going to order 15 dozen, 20 dozen, and each player pays the amount, say, I don't know, what are they paying, 10 bucks a dozen? So they give that to the team, but then the team only had to pay $5 a dozen. So the team makes the 50% on that. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, so here's another one of my favorites. I think the reason why I like these, and you, you know, I said the classic car one, is the community involvement. It's bigger than just your team. Okay, so this one is host a chili cook-off. So this is a really good idea for clubs and organizations. Um, it gets the community involved um, and everyone gets to kind of enjoy a good meal. So, I mean, sometimes depending on how you set it up, some people do it where you go around, you pay 10 bucks and there's 20 people entered. Each of the entries paid a hundred bucks to be there. So you're making money off the entries and you're making money off the people doing the taste testing but then they get a little sample. So each person gets a little sample as they walk through the booths. And you can either have all those people judge, right? Or you can have a set of judges judge. Or you can have a combination where the judge counts toward, counts as 100 points, whatever first, second, third they pick. And then the community that comes um, also counts for so many. So that could be a really good deal. So all you have to do is recruit some people in the community that um, are some of the best chili cooks. Um, a lot There's people out there that just do this, <clears throat> you know, several months out of the year. So you set a time and a date. You sell tickets uh, to your supporters and community members to taste each one, right? And then you set up donation box in front of each pot of the supporters so they can vote with their dollars they can vote or with the number of little tickets they put in. Now, you can set it up to where each person gets three colored, you know, three colored pieces of paper. And so as they eat, they go and do that. Hold on just a second. Yeah, so the chili cook-off is a really good one. Um, the next one I love is gift wrapping. So this is typically done around the holidays, but if you get it on your plan now, get it on your schedule for around November, then it can be done um, really well. The idea is to... Partner with a local department store, retail store, and offer gift wrapping services in a really good, well-trafficked area. You can have players sign up. The tip, the the issue with this is you need to make sure that they know how to wrap well and the wrapping job is done very professionally and looks good because otherwise uh, that department store will not want you to come back. So let's check this other one. What about a baby photo contest? Now, you could spin this a couple different ways, but this makes money, okay? 
Um, baby photos can be adorable and cute. And they're, I mean, it's just amazing. But people want their children recognized as being the, the cutest, the most photogenic, whatever. Um, so all you have to do is ask people to submit copies of their favorite baby photos. Then you put those photos on the bulletin board on your website with corresponding numbers. You ask people to vote, right? You can do a poll. It'd be really cool to do a Facebook poll. Um, people then vote on their favorite photograph by placing uh, their vote. You determine which photograph is is the best or which photograph um, wins the prize. Um, now you could do this by money votes. You could do this as a whole, a, an event at a location like a community center. There's a variety of ways to do this. You could do it as a um, baby show, a baby contest, as opposed to just a picture or photograph contest. The next one I really like to is try a give it up fundraiser. So you could do something where it's a give it give it up fundraiser. It's a typically a free fundraiser um, between players or um, people there in the community where you could give up lattes or give up something. The issue with this is that you have to be able to tell that they gave it up. So give up chocolate. This one I really like to do on the weight loss because there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, you don't really care what they did for the 30 days or 60 days. If they are the one that lost the most body weight by percentage, then they win. It's really hard to tell whether Janet had a latte or so-and-so um, ate fast food, right? The better way to do this give it up or the biggest loser contest is to take their weight at the beginning and then see how much weight they've lost. And you can even offer them free opportunities to work out with your team in the meantime so they can get those extra workouts in. Hold on just a second. I got calls coming in from everywhere. Okay. Decline that. Okay. Let's talk about this next one real quick. An Easter egg hunt. So an Easter egg hunt, again, all of us play in March and April. You could do this one every year. Start making it an annual thing. But it's a great opportunity to get the families involved, the surrounding community involved, um, and it's incredibly easy to plan. So all you need is a large open space to host the hunt, a couple hundred plastic eggs, or however many you think is enough, and then put treats in the eggs. Now you can raise money a couple ways. You can raise money by charging an entry fee. You can raise money by selling Easter baskets. You could also raise money for a meal while they're doing the Easter egg hunt, or you could also have an obstacle course or other games, other family games to do. So it can be really cool. So uh, the next one is create and sell custom calendars. Uh, women's football teams do this a lot, and basically they get players to take pictures. Um, they, you know, professional pictures, they usually will hire a photographer or have a photo shoot, take those pictures and then uh, create a calendar out of it and then sell that calendar to um, friends and family typically is who buys them. The issue with this and what I really want to caution you is sometimes depending on how many calendars you make you might have to make 500 calendars. And so you need to make sure that whatever quantity they ask you to make, you can actually push because again, kind of like the donuts, if you have to buy 500 calendars and you only sell 200, then the whole time you wasted, the money you wasted on a photo shoot, the time you wasted on creating this calendar and getting it out there um, becomes zero. You make no money off of it if you still have 400 calendars or 300 calendars so. The other thing is, is this is time sensitive, right? So if you make a calendar January through December, you have to get them all sold in November and December, right? Now, if you were to make, which a lot of companies are making now, an 18 month calendar, 
check it out. This not only helps you, but it helps them and it promotes your company for longer. An 18-month calendar usually starts in June, but you could do an 18-month calendar starting in March or April. I would probably do April and start selling it in February. But um, depending on how you guys want to do that, but you're able to promote your team through 18 months. Now, you want to still, you have that time-sensitive time frame that you need to get it sold by. But with an 18-month calendar, people are a little bit more forgiving because if you can, if you sell it, if it's June through December, right, you can still sell it June, those first six months, and they still get a year calendar, and they feel okay about that. Um, but you typically have to start discounting the price. Okay, so next up, let's talk about partnering with a coffee shop. So a lot of the fundraisers that we do and a lot of fundraisers that women's football do, do uh, include uh, partnering with restaurants, and that is great. But this is just another spin on that for the morning time. Um, again, we talked about those other things that you can do in the morning. You can partner with the coffee shop, get the donuts, get the coffee, and do your yard sale. Um, there's a variety of ways that you can do this. But a lot of times the coffee shop will greatly discount the coffee to you so that you can sell cups of coffee at your event. And it could be, I mean, it can be a, a good moneymaker. Again, because this is a pre-purchase typically, if you buy, I don't know what it is, 40 cups of coffee or the equivalent of 40 cups, but you only sell 12, then you've lost money, okay? So let's talk about some other things. So real quick, getting on to the restaurants, I know that Applebee's offers an Applebee's pancake breakfast. Um, typically, uh, you sell tickets for about three bucks to the person to cover it, and then Applebee's donates the time. Um, sometimes the Applebee's requires you to pay for the wait staff so that they don't lose money. So you have to check into this. Um, I'm not going to do that. 50-50 raffle is normal. Um, let's talk about a car wash. Okay, so... Depending on how you want to do this, a lot of teams have partnered with car washes. I particularly don't like this one from a professionalism professionalism standpoint uh, because I just I want to have a different branding, a different image for our football team. But you know, nothing against anybody else. Um, if you have a way into a car wash and you can maybe get a ten dollar donation per car. Um, and you can, you know, get a nice warm weekend that's not raining and they will donate the the water and they'll let you set up. I know a lot of Burger Kings and McDonald's do these things. Um, if you can get $10 cars in there times, you know, three or 400 cars, I mean, you can make some good money in a weekend. Okay, so that's a possible good fundraiser for you. The other thing that people do, I wanted to share with you, that, but these are actually like fundraiser, fundraising companies. Have you heard of those fundraising cards? So many of these companies have like these nationwide fundraising cards. So you send them out with a player, they scratch off this amount and whatever amount it is, they're going to donate that $3, $2, Each card has maybe $100 worth of donations. Um, you could do this. Some, some teams do this. That's up to you. Bottle deposit donations. So all your players are sitting here drinking with bottles or cans, soda, water, whatever it is. But you take, I mean, I guess you set up a campaign. So you would ask your players, friends, and family to stop doing their bottle deposits for the next 30 days. Everybody then brings all their recyclables that you can get money for to a practice and the team then goes and donates them and makes money for travel costs. That's a great idea. Another one is kind of like the giving tree. You know, at Christmas time, people like to give. Um, they pull a name off of a giving tree and say, oh, this person needs a pair of cleats. Oh, this person needs a pair of gloves. You could actually set up a giving tree on your women's football Facebook site um, and then have people pledge or 
offer to pay for certain things. Um, typically, the tree is set up in some sort of lobby area. But for women's football, I would probably do this a little differently and do it from your Facebook page. Another great one that people, you know, when it gets down to playoff time, you'll be amazed at how creative people can get, right? I mean, you guys are sitting there going, uh-huh, that's right. So I don't condone it, but we've had it happen. Um, but I'm going to share with you an easier way to do, uh, uh, kind of more of a legit way to do this. But we have had in the past people go out in the middle of the boulevard with football helmets and have people drop in money in their football helmets. Help us get to playoffs. Now, I then get a call from somebody saying, hey, did you know your team was out here doing this? And typically, you know, it happened once and we, we stopped it. Um, now, we can set up a scheduled, legit time to do that, and that's fine. Um, if that's what the players want to do, I'm okay with that. But I consider this kind of the, the penny drive. So basically, um, you tell your, again, players, friends, and family to for the next 30 days to <coughs> collect their pennies, collect their change. Put it into a piggy bank. Whatever you put in that piggy bank for the next... I don't know, 30 days, we're going to put towards players that are having a rough time getting their equipment or getting their player fees taken care of. So the team ultimately has the funds for travel, but players were able to help people um, without knowing it. Okay. So it's pretty cool. Kind of anonymous or, and it, and we divvy it out, you know, stuff like that. Uh, there's also a Panera fundraising night. So if you have a Panera Bread fundraiser, um, they do different things. Typically, it's a, um, a handout. You hand out flyers, encourage supporters to come to the Panera on a certain night, and then you get a percentage uh, depending on how many flyers are turned in. So like 50 or more flyers, you get 20% of everything that's raised that night. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Spirit Night, they do something very similar to Panera Bread, but they say such and such night is Chick-fil-A, Dallas Elite Night, and everybody that comes there, we get a percentage of. Another one is Yankee Candle. Everybody's kind of familiar with Yankee Candle. They're in a lot of the brick-and-mortar malls, really good candles, but a lot of times you can connect with Yankee Candle, and they, they have like $25 candles, and they will um, give you a discount. 30% off, 40% off of every candle um, that you sell. So your your team makes those 30% of whatever the full price somebody paid for. Here's one for wintertime, uh, selling Christmas trees. Uh, the other one would be in springtime, selling trees or selling um, flats of plants. Some companies will give you flats of plants for a uh, half price, and then you can sell them for full price. Right now, if you're practicing in Dallas, you could be having a hot cocoa sale. And from what I hear, it's the same in Denver, it's the same in Minnesota, and same in many of those northern areas. But you could technically go to one of these places. I mean, you could actually make the cocoa yourself. And there are some really great homemade recipes that blow the little packages out of the water. So you could either go to a place that makes hot cocoa or you guys could actually make it yourself. But you could go to um, festivals, farmer's markets. You know, right here at the beginning of farmer's market time, it's really still cold. So people don't mind doing um, hot cocoa. Another thing, and you'd have to check your laws and rules, but scratch cards. So technically, you could go buy some $2 scratchers and sell them for $4. And people could buy them from you. I don't know how legit that is, but that's just one that was sent here. So just a couple more fundraising ideas. Real quick, I'm going to scroll down here. I just have a couple more ideas I want to share with you guys. So a really cool one is called Lunch and Learn. So you can charge an entry fee and then um, set up your organization as an expert in a field, whether it's educating community or talking about women's football or 
talking about women's health, whatever. Um, so basically, um, you create some lunches and you set up kind of a networking session. People pay $25 or $15 to come be part of the networking situation. You guys come up with maybe a list of different things that you talk about each week. And then that way you can raise money weekly for your team. The next one is maybe a, a social media blitz. So you send out uh, social media um, blitzes or social media content, different ideas that you want to share. And then you can let your supporters know ahead of time that you're going to be running a one-day fundraising blitz. And you can put your sponsorship amounts up there and your donation amounts. And then people can donate um, almost like a GoFundMe, but directly to your team. And you don't have to reach a specific max. Now, it looks like we've run out of time today, guys. Um, this is about 15 to 20 different fundraising opportunities that we hadn't talked about before. I want to thank you guys for listening to Women's Football Success. You can reach out to us at womensfootballsuccess.com at gmail.com. You can go to our super small biz is the website I use for my business consulting. And then I've just added a page for women's football until it gets to be um, a larger scale to where we're having to do this on a regular basis. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me through women's football success or through the Dallas elite or through Liberty Ellington at gmail.com. You guys have a great week and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.